0: Let's just talk about dismantling the diaspora. We definitely have covered this topic. We, of course, we've been reading the Parshas for the last several weeks. I feel like in particular, Devarim Deuteronomy, is very filled with commentary on the land. And uh, all this, uh, you know, go into the land, and you will enter the land, and you will observe the commandments in the land. For the last, uh, you know most of Jewish history, last 2,000-ish years, approximately 2,000 years, um, we've been praying and praying and praying for the mass return to Israel. Here we are. It is 2020. The state of Israel has been here since 1948. There have even been Jews living there since before that, 1800s.
1: Way before that, as far back, I mean, basically as far back as the exile began, really.
0: Yeah and and the thing is um i think we have developed collectively an exile mentality um and w- right now you can say especially now by this time it's a problem because we can't keep we can't keep uh you know persisting in this mentality when the reality has changed
1: right it's like a stockholm syndrome you know yeah. where you get attached to your to your slave master almost if you will yeah. to, to the to the abuser to the exile um you know, actually, there's a, there's a metaphor that we've talked about before, and I think it's, it really, really, like, fits what we're talking about, where, you know, there's a slave, right? God forbid. And, you know, they're praying every single day to be freed. And one day, the owner, you know, says, you know what? They unlock their shackles and say, if you want, you are free. And the slave does this really weird thing. He stays.
0: And wow. what slave would ever actually do that?
1: Apparently, the Jewish people. Apparently
0: the Jewish people. We're, <laughs> were stiff-necked
1: people, and we we say, you know what? Uh, we'll stay in the diaspora. We'll stay. Uh, we'll stay outside of the land of Israel. To
0: be fair, I do think that there's a good amount of just uh, like an adjustment to reality that people are they're still catching up. You right. know, like right. like our great grandparents. I mean, maybe they kind of had the option. Like the
1: well, you know, menorahs, like yours did, mine didn't. this <laughs> came, came from America. Yeah, mine, mine, mine came, came to
0: America. Too. You know, in the nineteen twenty, early nineteen twenties. Right. Possibly they could have gone to Israel instead, but you could say even so, it wasn't like they didn't have a good setup there quite yet. It was still very much developing. You didn't necessarily have. You know, yeah. unless you were really ready to, like, get dirty, literally, to, like, work the ground, to do all that. Right. If you weren't ready to do that, it probably wasn't much of an option. And especially if you're already established and you had kids and you had to provide for them, you right. probably were less likely. Like, I think a lot of the pioneers, the Chalut who went to Israel, they were... Young not, singles. They were more young singles who were, like, they were able to kind of sacrifice their selves, um, themselves for... For the cause, so to right. speak. People like 18,
1: 19, 20 year olds. Yeah, 20. and not
0: that families didn't go there. But the point is, I think it was a, a bit of a different landscape. Anyway, yeah. so we could say maybe great grandparents didn't have a chance. Yeah. Grandparents had more of a chance. Parents certainly had a chance. And now here we are. Right. Um, mine were locked
1: up in the Soviet Union. So right, I, mine. <laughs> so you had <laughs> a little bit
0: of a different situation. <laughs> we had a
1: different situation. But the point is, there is a. Slave mentality that we have to the diaspora, to the lands of outside of Israel, especially
0: to America, especially
1: to America, and the reason why it's uh, very simple: it's very comfortable here
0: because America has been good to us overall. It's
1: for the most part, it's been good, um, and I think the land
0: economically, it's
1: economically, has been awesome. But, you know, I think Hashem, I mean, I think Hashem is behind everything that's going on. And um, I think we'll get into that a little bit later, but I think I want to focus a little more on, like, the slave mentality, you know, um, you brought up this uh, idea before, and uh, I've said it a lot before, so maybe some of you listening uh, might have heard me say this, but every single day, three times a day, that's not including the Amazon and, like, other things, but just, you know, generally speaking, three times a day, every single day for 2,000 years, That's Approximately 270,000 days. We pray for our return to the land of Israel. We said next year in Yerushalayim. And the thing is that we could literally be in Jerusalem next year. For all I care, even this year. And, uh, you know, the... the Bob, pr- you do care. <laughs> yes, I do care. But um, <laughs> the, the point is that the prayer is starting has started to be answered. Um, it's, uh, <laughs> we're asking that we be in Jerusalem. We literally could be in Jerusalem. The gate is wide open, right there for us. It's not simple. Nothing is simple in life. But it's right there for us.
0: I think, as I said, the exile mentality is strong. We're still kind of adjusting to this new reality. But, you know, the other problem that I think that, you know, we've noticed is that, and I've especially noticed growing up in, uh, you know, in Jewish communities all my life in America, now my experience is different. I don't know what the New York experience is. I, I don't know what the LA experience is. I grew up in the San Francisco Bay Area. To start with, there's not much of a Jewish life here. So... You know, I I can't say that my personal experience can speak to the whole, you know, to the to the whole like you know spectrum of Jewish life in America. But just hearing from other people and from you know learning about different organizations within the diaspora, particularly within America, I should say, because I don't really know much about outside of America. um, I think that diaspora leadership has, at this point, kind of been failing on the Israel topic. And by that, I mean, you know, especially like within the Orthodox realm, you, you have a lot of, you know, very important work done by leaders who are, you know, they're teaching Torah, they're teaching mitzvot, um, and that's essential. But it's like they're missing this critical element of the land of Israel. I mean, the, the truth is we really, we didn't even become a people until we received the Torah. And that Torah was meant to be done in the land. I mean, it, it really, it spells it out for us. Right. When, you know, when we're standing, looking over the land and God, you know, Moshe is, like, giving, uh, you know, and devouring, like, the, the laws and etc. to people. Basically, what Moshe keeps saying, you know, from the word of God, uh, you know, from the mouth of God, is that you will do these commandments in the land, Right. So before, like in the desert, it's not that they're, it's not that they're not obligated to follow the Torah, it, but it's different. It, it's basically saying, you will do, you will, you have to be really careful to keep the commandments in the land.
1: Right. 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 It's a, it's a next level in the land. There, it's like a puzzle piece. The. The soul and the body are put together. They're meant to. They were meant to function in our land. Most of our mitzvot are meant to be done in the land. The mitzvot, in fact, in general, are meant to be done in the land. Uh, you know, we look at V'et Hanan, Devarim, uh, chapter four, verse five. It says, "Behold, I've taught you statutes and ordinances." This is Moshe speaking, as the Lord my God commanded me to do so in the midst of the land to which you're coming to possess. Meaning, the mitzvot are meant to be done in the land. Uh, and a lot of them can only be done in the land. And even even more so, um, It's the coming to the land itself is a mitzvah. It says, For you're crossing the Jordan to come to possess the land which the Lord your God has given you. This is, again, Moshe telling the people that uh, you're crossing the Jordan in order that you can possess the land. And he tells them, And you shall possess it and dwell in it. Meaning, we it's our responsibility to possess this land, to have control over it. But, to, for it to be in our possession and to be inside of it. That is our mitzvah. And so it's an, it, it's, it's impossible. I think it, in today's society, um, in the diaspora, we're very, very, very disconnected from these mitzvahs. We read them, we, we see them, but it's like, I think, you know, it's like we know they're true, but we feel like it doesn't apply to us. We're like, yeah, 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 that's true, that's true, but it's, uh, it doesn't okay. have to do with me. Yeah.
0: There's a disconnect. There's a big disconnect. But to people who are really in these communities, who are, um, you know, who are orthodox, who are, you know, like, pretty connected, like, they're learning, they're actively in the community, constantly trying to grow in Torah and mitzvot, um, which is essential. But, you know, I think, like, I, I see this a lot, people who are, who are connected to the Torah. It's like they're still missing this major flashing sign or should we say like <laughs> major uh inserts multiple times like i don't know hundreds of times maybe right. in the torah uh, especially especially devarim where it says like enter the land possess the land it's for your descendants like like go into the land like it says that so many times and sometimes i just wonder if people are like they're not paying attention do reality or, yeah, I mean, I think part of it is that again, exile mentality, slave mentality. Um, I mean, we say a lot like exile mindset. It's they're just stuck in it. Um, but at the same time, I think there's a point where it's also like it's also on the leaders because when the leaders, almost like it's almost like they don't mention it. It's like the big it's like the big elephant in the room that no one talks about. Like, oh yeah, we're praying for a return. We're praying for the redemption. But like, if you actually bring up the state of Israel and Aliyah and all of that—it's kind of not like, even the
1: state of Israel, just in purely like, erasing Israel. Like uh,
0: even just like yeah, like moving to the land. Uh, by the way, we know that like the Rebbe was actually pro moving to the land. Yeshua Arts—he was like very, very pro moving to the land, especially if you weren't like if you were you a know, community leader. Lead, yeah, if you were a, if you were a community leader, obviously it's different. But but like even the Rebbe, uh, you know, who like I think there's some actually and I think he got flack for this from the more Haredi um, Satmar, yeah. Satmar um, sects but anyway the point is that I think that it's also at a certain point it is on community leaders to like properly teach people and not just to ignore these subjects like we we can't what how could we it's literally it's literally all over the torah it's written all over the torah our history you know they just uncovered uh, i think i told you like last week they just uncovered in um i think it was ir david city of david they just uncovered these first temple columns like how can like it's literally in the land the history is like written in and all over the land and like what we're just like oh yeah we're we're trying to build a diaspora, like, Jewry, we're trying to, you know, establish a community forever here, and it's like, why? Like, what, what's here? Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah no, it's, I think it's a little bit crazy to some degree, and it's it's really, like, I think it's very easy for people, you know, like, um, if you tell people about something bad that happened in history, and then you show them patterns of that happening again right now, they'll say, huh, like, I see those patterns, but those people literally don't realize that those patterns apply to them like they think that's part of history and that it's something that you see on a television screen but life is not a television screen you know like um (laughs) this applies to you though going to israel and you know it's you're we're we're jews we have jewish souls we have jewish neshama and that neshama is meant to to reside in the land, and from a practical perspective, from a Hashtac perspective, from every from a mitzvah halachic, every single perspective it's meant to be there. Um, it's yeah. part of the redemption process and it's, uh, you know, our collective national conscience needs to move towards that. And I think our history in general is very representative of that because if you think about it, Jews have been spread over the entire world, right? Uh, we have Jews in Russia, yeah. we have Jews in Yemen. Or had. Um, we yeah, had are. I think
0: there were still some holdouts. There's
1: some so holdouts, that. but okay, uh, let's yeah. say we're talking, let's say 400 years ago. Russia, Morocco. Yemen, Morocco, South America, America, <laughs> America, yeah, etc., Canada, and <laughs> these, England. If you think about it, these people, they prayed the same prayers, maybe slight variations, Ashkenazic, Sephardic, but really the no, same the prayers. Same
0: prayers though, I mean they still were saying uh, next year in Jerusalem, they were still right. saying uh, you know, may the, may the temple be rebuilt speedily right. in our days, they were still saying like, Jerusalem, like, rebuilt you
1: know. Right, right, and they were reading the same Torah, they were on the same Parsha, they <laughs> they were they knew that a Jew in Russia and a Jew in Yemen both knew that they're part of the same nation and they came from the same exact land where that nation is meant to reside all of a sudden this opportunity presents itself and it's like Eh, I like my America, I like my Russia, although I'm not sure about so much about Russia, but...
0: (laughs) I don't know about that. (laughs) Though, actually, at this point, you could say, because I know there are still Jews there.
1: Yeah, there are, yeah. But uh, I like my America. I I like
0: my France, I like my Germany. By the way, we saw what happened in Germany. They really liked their Germany. They did well there. They did very well there.
1: And we're doing well here, but uh, the point is that... um, the nation of Israel belongs in the land of Israel. The land that Hashem gave to us to possess and to settle in. And to observe the mitzvot and ultimately to serve Him. Like, we can serve Him out here out of obligation, if you will. But it's just a different... It's, it's almost it's, like practice. It's like, it's yeah, if you will, it's kind of like practice. Like it's when you're in the land the mitzvot are infused with emet, with Hashem's emet, because He looks over the land. That's where they're supposed to be done. It says
0: His eye will be on the land from the beginning right. of the year to the end of the year. Right.
1: To me, it feels a little bit like you know when you're trying when uh, we're trying to be observant outside the land. It's like an inconglomerate sort of mess, if you will, of like you know trying to like put together different mitzvot yeah. to make uh, to make it kind of work. And that's not how it's meant to be. Um, If you read the Torah, that's definitely not how it's meant to be, not even close. They're meant to be done in a specific place, and that sort of, that gives them structure, that gives them a higher level of truth, and that.
0: Yeah, well, and I think there's also an element of, um, you know, besides, I mean, I'm not trying to say besides the Torah, but like, yes, there's the Torah and there's the observance, but then there's also the, the element of like, we are one people, so what are one people doing scattered all over the world you're not supposed to you know i understand like and if, it's a phenomenon
1: a, that we've remained a one uh oneness as a people throughout the uh, two thousand years
0: yeah but like if that's not how it's meant to be like right. you, you know okay you can obviously understand circumstantially okay so you're you know you're born into diaspora so obviously it's it's harder to grasp that you know we should be in the land but at the same time if you have that concept of Jewish community, which is a big thing, right, community and you have your synagogue and you have your, you know, your Jew, you know, your school or your Hebrew school or whatever it is, um, community is like a huge, huge part of, you right. know, of Jewish life, right? But we're, like, missing the major community. We're missing, like, the, like the real community. The community of communities, yeah. Yeah, the, the ultimate community, which is in Israel at this right. point. You could say, okay, so before that, you know, 100-plus years ago, no, it wasn't. But now, for sure, it is. Right. Israel, so it's, it's all there. It's
1: all there. Everyone's one big family. Everyone is... Probably the same nation. Every person living next to you is Jewish. And if you go 10, 20 more miles, the same thing, etc. Okay, there's Arabs, obviously. Uh, um, so we have those uh,
0: cousins.
1: Yeah, we have our cousins living with us. Um, but uh, the point is that you only have these problems. Like we've we've definitely made the ask for work. Uh, for two thousand years but, like unconscious. but it's, it's it's unconscious and uh, it's it's not meant to stay especially like when god opens the gates for us to enter into his land it's not just like a nice thing to do it's the thing to do uh, in order to really really be able to properly serve hashem when i read the torah it seems like the thing to do
0: yeah and i feel like it's really you know right now with coronavirus and everything you know it's okay, I know that they did open things up a bit more for students and people who, you know, are studying there. But in general, I feel like this was kind of, I mean, this was, I think, in my opinion, it was God's message to us
1: to not to take it for
0: granted. granted Because yeah, now we can't just like, oh, we're gonna go on vacation in Israel. Like, no, Israel's not a vacation spot. Israel's our home. We can't approach it like it's just a vacation spot. And like, I appreciate that the Israeli government opened things up for, you know, yeshiva students and seminary students and everything. But at the same time, when it, you know, if there was a period of time when it was completely closed and people weren't sure if, you know, if it would be open for like students and people who had more long-term plans there, like studying. Um, But God was reminding us, I think, I mean, I don't, I can't speak for God, you know, but it seems to me like God was reminding us that hey, this is not a vacation spot. This is not, you know, for you to just kind of like, oh, let me go here and like, you know, for a little bit and then I'm done, I'm going to go back to the diaspora. Like, what do you mean? No, this is your home. God has been inviting you in. And has opened the door wide and has basically freed you from diaspora. Like nowadays, you know, you could say under different governments, we, you know, we had persecution, like under the Soviet Union. We couldn't, you know, I mean, not me, I wasn't there, but like Jewish people couldn't leave the Soviet Union. Um, They couldn't practice Judaism in the Soviet Union. But here in America, right now, and I don't know that, you know, this will last forever, by the way, so be wary of that. But at least for now, and you know, for the last, uh, you know, what, we Jews have been in America since, uh, well, really, I think since the 1700s, but larger numbers, yeah, yeah, in larger numbers since the 1800s, we've had it pretty good here, and we have freedom, and we have money, and we have, like, flexibility, and we're not using that for what God wants us to use it for, which God expressly states what he wants us to do, and as long as we keep ignoring that, like what do you expect to happen we're going to be pushed out of these places which is happening already
1: right, right. yeah and again um i think uh, what's, what you said very specifically pushed out is very applicable to today's climate meaning uh, how do i put this i don't i really strongly don't believe in going to the land of israel to uh, because to flee, to yeah. flee. meaning
0: No, we should go there because we want to, because it's our home. But we're not doing that. So then God has to, like, nudge along, nudge us along, hey, go, go. You know, you've had it good for a long time. He sends
1: rioters (laughs) who are really anti-Israel. He sends rioters who are straight-up anti-Semitic. He sends... You know, like a lot of people are like starting to follow Louis Farrakhan. There's a lot of uh, support for people like uh, Ilhan Omar and then the Sarsahors straight up, you know, anti Semitic, anti Israel. And
0: they do not hide it. And
1: they don't hide it. At this point, the political climate, you could. I don't want to get too much into the US political climate necessarily, but the point is that we ultimately on the long run, don't have friends here, because we're not meant to be here, and Hashem is going, I think he's going to be, he would like us to really connect to the fact that we have to be in our land, and sometimes, you know, um, in life, we need small nudges, and let's keep it at small nudges, I think, you know, like, let's not, like, let's not focus on building a commu- Jewish community yeah. here, a pal Jewish, like, I think, if we're building a community here, it's only for the purpose to bring this collective conscience of, like, understanding that we need to be following the mitzvot and, and serving Hashem in the land that He gave us to do so. Um, I agree. And... I think that's. I think that's. Uh, that should be the direction of yeah. of a lot of community leaders.
0: But now at this point, especially, I think it, it's hard to know how exactly to approach, let's say, diaspora leaders or organi- you know leaders of organizations, etc., and how to basically say, "Hey, you need to start educating your people about making Aliyah, about that being a re- you know as real as Shabbat." Like, it, it, it's not. You know, I understand that the reality of it... Possessing
1: is, and settling the land is yeah. as real as keeping Shabbat and keeping and culture. Yeah. In fact, you can say that... Uh, more important. <laughs> more, uh, more important... Or it sense, encompasses them. It, it, you know, the Ramban says that uh, living in the land of Israel encompasses all other mitzvot because, you know, obviously all the other mitzvot are meant to be done in the, in, in the land of Israel. But also, you know... <laughs> we haven't been the greatest at always following the mitzvot. And Hashem has uh, forgiven us, and He's got mad at us, forgiven us, got mad, forgiven, etc. There's a very specific mitzvah, which, you know, going to the land of Israel, and, um, and you know, when the spies came back with the news that we can't conquer it, even though God said, I'm here with you, you're going in, you're going to take the land, and it's going to be yours. Um, the, the spies said, Ah, you know what, guys, uh, Egypt was better. Um...
0: <laughs> and
1: we're doing it again. And we're doing it again, We right.
0: have to say, nothing's changed. We're exactly the same.
1: And, and the thing is that, like, um, the, the problem is that for all other sins, even the golden calf, we were forgiven for. Moshe did some good praying for us. Uh, he asked for <laughs> forgiveness. But, uh, for... For um, the sin of the spies, we weren't forgiven because if you look, uh, sin of the spies happened on Teshaba Av, on the ninth of Av, and since then we have destruction of Temple number one, destruction of Temple number two, um, Inquisition, um, Crusades, etc. God forbid that any anything near this ever happen again. And the point is that. Um, this is a major mitzvah, and it's something that uh, that we can't treat lightly. And I don't want to say that living in the land is more important than keeping Shabbat, or keeping Shabbat is more important than living. In the land. It's meant to, they're meant to be done in the si- land. in the land simultaneously. It's like it's not a question; it's not supposed to be a question.
0: Yeah, and the, or a comparison. Yeah, and the thing is that I think it needs to stop being the big elephant in the room that no one talks about. People need to talk about this. They need to talk about. The mitzvah of settling the land and make it, you know, don't, don't, you know, have this perspective that settling the land and living in the land is a thing of the past. It's not. It is a very relevant mitzvah now. Right. It's one that we can do more easily now than we ever have been able right. to.
1: It's not, a th- it's not a thing of the secular Zionists of the ni- early 1900s um, <laughs> anymore. In fact, if you look at most Israelis, what's secular today is not what was secular before. Um, <laughs> most people who are secular today, if I will, um, are one step away from observance, meaning they have a lot of respect for their rabbis, they have a lot of respect for tradition, they, they're really you know aware of like Hashem's presence in, in, in their lives. Um, Tel Aviv is a little bit different but even then uh, you'll find so many synagogues in Tel Aviv and
0: you know what the Talmud says better to live in Tel Aviv I mean I'm I'm paraphrasing it basically says better to live in Tel Aviv than in Crown Heights right and uh, basically I mean I'm I'm obviously uh, you know
1: the specific specific quote says it's better to live in the most adulterous city um, in uh, in Israel than to live in the most God-fearing city in the diaspora yeah and the reason I think, is mainly, I would say, because, um, you know, it's, it says uh, that if you live in the diaspora, you end up, you know, doing Avodah zara, which literally means foreign work, and it's uh, related to idol worship. What, why why would it say you're doing Avodah zara if you're outside the land of Israel? We're meant to be in the land of Israel. Everything's meant to be done in the land of Israel. Naturally, when you're outside the land of Israel, you accept the yoke of the foreign nations, the culture, the worries of that nation. You start worrying about their politics, about their culture, about how they talk about how they... You start to appropriate the ways of the foreign nation. doesn't matter how much you seclude yourself. You still end up um, having to accept their yoke. doesn't matter how much you seclude yourself. We're meant to be a people in our land. And that's... um, I think community leaders need to start uh, what I call dismantling the diaspora
0: well i think that's a great way to close this off and i just like to say instead of saying next year in jerusalem i think we should start saying this year in jerusalem amen amen